This is Wide Open with Chris Baran. Here we go. Wide open with yours truly. And now, apparently, my permanent co-host. That's right. <laughs> MC. MC and Bubba. All right, guys. Um, this is one that we probably get requested the most of. And it's, you know, we have a lot of fun talking about all of the other topics uh, within our sport. And but this one is probably number one, and that's it's our business. How the heck do I become a better rider? <laughs> uh, and so today we're going to touch on technique. Uh, this one, this one will hit a lot of you guys. And I think the the cool thing with technique is it is something that I truly work on every single day I ride. Mm-hmm. I don't do it perfect. I keep trying to get better, and um, over the years. I've learned a lot. And so what's what's pretty cool is, you know, a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about the, both the mental aspect and the physical aspect of trying to get ready to snowmobile. We've done a lot of uh, talking with regards to sled setup and how to make these things that we're going to be talking about today easier. Yep. Uh, bar height, uh, throttle position, a brake lever position, where you stand, um, all of that. And so today we're going to actually go into some of the fundamentals. Yeah. yeah. The, um, just the, the, the nuts and bolts of the, me- the mechanics, mm-hmm. the mechanics of it. So, um, we're going to, we're going to start with, with the first and most important for all of you guys and gals who are wanting to be better mountain riders in the backcountry. And it's something that you will literally do many hundreds of times a day. And that is getting on edge. And getting on edge uh, can be on flat ground. It, most of the time is used on side hilling. And so, you know, the way we describe it in our riders meeting when someone comes here to BBA is um, it's, it's easy to ride in the flat um, you know, kind of carving your standing neutral and your, you know, your counter steering just a little bit and you're doing the picture perfect, um, how turn, how turn yeah. right? The problem is, is in the mountains, we just don't have a lot of flat ground. You're in the mountains and you're right. off camber. And so when you're off camber, um, the way to counteract that is by, by counter steering and, um, getting that snowmobile up on one ski. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so let's break that down. Um, that, that sounds, it sounds easy. It sounds like, okay, so I just like, you Let know, just, just get on edge, get on just, edge, just yeah. lean over. And it is easy when you do it right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, there's a lot of things that are going on at that time to, uh, to make it happen. And so, so really there, I used to say there are three things at once you got to do. There's more than that. There's there's more, and yeah. and really, and now I kind of break it down to four things. And you can't leave out one of them. And in in what you're going to talk about too is is utilizing the power of the snowmobile. Yes. Yep. And so one of the things again, what we talk about in our first day on our riders meeting when someone comes here to BBA, and you know we're wanting them to get the most out of this. Uh, when we do our presentation in the shop, I'm standing on a snowmobile mm-hmm. and I'm missing one of those key components, which is the throttle. 
And so uh, one of the biggest mistakes that we see from a lot of riders is, especially men, men try to muscle the snowmobile because we're men and we think we can just, you know, <laughs> grunt a little bit and yeah. use our muscles. And so, you know, the, and I think we, we have all done that and we all do that every now and, and there's then times when you have to, when you have to, you have to be tough, but for the, for again, with how many days that, you know, my, myself and my crew ride, we, we try to find these little things that make it easier. Mm -hmm. So um, every little bit you can do to make things easier, make the sled do more of the work is longer riding, less tired riding and getting into the gnar. Later in the day. Later in the day. So a the, wet noodle. The one more time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle. Dang Kyle. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Okay. So here we go. Four things at once to get on edge. And so guys, remember the reason that we're getting on edge is to traverse something that is not flat. And the way we do that on a snowmobile is on one ski slow and in control. Um, real quick. The reason a lot of people like riding a snow bike, especially on off camber terrain is because there is no counter steering. You're always on edge mm -hmm. because you only have one ski. And so you're cutting across the hill. So picture that's exactly what we're trying to do, but we're doing it on a snowmobile that has two skis. Okay. So when we have any type of slope, we need to be on one ski versus two skis. Cause if you're on two skis on any sort of slope, gravity is always going to win and you're going to end up down. Okay. Down in the Creek, down, losing your edge down in the trees. Mm -hmm. Um, Many people's happy be. place. <laughs> okay. Spend much time there. All right. Okay. So here we go. We're going across. We're, we're going up to a hill. We're going up this hill. And as we make our turn, this is when our transition where we need to get on edge. So, the, again, those four things at once. We need to counter steer. We need to be wrong foot forward, which means normally we're, we're standing on um, – uh, Two, both running boards. Yeah, both running boards. Left foot on the left one, obviously. Right foot on the right one. So when we go wrong foot forward, we're taking our, let's just say we're going to do a sled on the left-hand side, um, turning right across the hill. You're going to go on the left-hand side of the snowmobile. That means you're going to have your right foot on the left-hand running board. And the whole reason that we're doing that is to get our body weight away from the center line of the snowmobile. Okay. We see so, that a lot. Yeah. You, so, oh, well, I'm on the other side. I'm, I'm on the other forward, side. But, but then if this is the center of the sled and they're like, here, you haven't changed anything. You're still no different than if you were neutral. The body is still over the center of the sled. So, again, we're getting on the other side of the sled. We're in a counter steer position. So, step number one, wrong foot forward, counter steer. And then the next imp very important one is we need to use the throttle. The throttle is what that little blip, Whoop. rip. That spins out the track, and as we pull into the hill with a little bit of throttle and our wrong foot forward on that left-hand side of the snowmobile, it will pull the sled into the hill, okay? Now... And once again, not even needing a lot of muscle. No. It's... It's very little. It's very little, and, and so that's, again, the biggest thing that we see. We see actually all of it happen either at the wrong time mm -hmm. or miss a step is what we see consistently, right? And I think this is what's really interesting is you, um, a lot of you guys who know how to side hill and you're, like, shaking your head like, no, there's never a way I'm going to make it through Brant talking about 45 minutes of how to get on edge. I find this very interesting because when I take someone who is a good rider and I put them on this drill on a hill, mm 
Mm -hmm. I, they screw it up every single time because they're doing things either too fast. Their technique is timing. And, 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 and when I say screwed up, like, did they get it on edge and did they go across the hill? Yeah, kind of, but it was too fast. Their their foot was either too forward or too far back. Their shoulders were still pointed downhill. They had no finger on the brake, and they were relying on speed to carry them across the hill. And it didn't look pretty. And when you're in the open, you can maybe get away with that. And in at the, the end of it, they're sitting there breathing hard. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and, and, and uh, you know, here's me. I love this part. I'm, you know, helmet off, waving my arms, right yelling, slow, you know, and he's just like Mach <laughs> 9 past me and what? I did it. I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you almost ran me <laughs> over for one. Um, so, so anyway, let's, okay. So let's, let's back up and we'll do it again. All right. So you just came by me, mock Jesus, mm-hmm. 90, wrong foot forward, kind of, shoulders pointed downhill, no finger on the brake, Staring at the eyes down, um, and completely out of control, but that's how you normally do it, so you mm-hmm. thought it was right. Okay, I'm going to send you back okay. down the hill, and we're going to do it again. Here so, we go again. So here we go. We're going to come up the hill, okay? As we make, and here's the other thing, too, that's so, so important, is the timing of knowing when to go from neutral to wrong foot forward stepping over right so this happens a lot also so i'll get a guy he's like okay so okay this last time i didn't get on that wrong foot forward thing he's talking about uh i got on there too late and i end up missing and i end up going down this i'm real i'm gonna get on there early this time Mm -hmm. so he gets there early goes on too early and then doesn't even get to me and i'm wanting him to go right and all of a sudden he's going left back to the truck and i'm like well hold on we we did it a little Mm -hmm. too early the timing's okay. off. Okay. So remember, what we're doing is as we make that turn, okay, and if you guys watch it on YouTube, you're watching my hands. Do like, okay, we're going to make the turn. I got Chris sitting there on the hill yelling at me. I'm going to go above him, and I'm going to stop on edge, slow and in control. Because, guys, remember, the we cannot use speed to carry us across the hill on edge. Speed kills, and we end up in the tree, we end up in the creek, and we're relying 100% on on speed going across the hill or throttle versus proper technique. Remember this general rule, okay? You should be able to stop at any time, any time on any steepness of hill on edge with one ski with your nose low at any time. And be able to take off from that point. From that point. To the point of the nose low. Correct, and then we we'll, see that and, so often, yep. and and we'll touch we'll touch base on that. Yep. Okay. So so let's. What's our four things? Okay. Our number one is we're going up neutral, and we need to cross over to wrong foot forward. Okay. As soon as we make that turn, that's when we go over to wrong foot forward. We're we're um we're counter steering. We're looking up. We're looking up. We're giving a little blip of the gas. And then I didn't even get to t- go to get to number four when I was talking about. Finger on the brake, mm-hmm. okay? So we're using the gas to move the sled, but we also need to be slow and in control. And the only way to be slow and con- in control is to ride with a finger on the brake. You guys give me a bunch of shit about, <laughs> like, all of this uh, talk about finger on the brake and heated brake levers and adjustable this and all of that. It's like, well, th- yeah, you have to literally ride. I can tell. Like, literally, when we – so group day number one. Mm-hmm. 
we go up our six miles on the road and I get my group and I'm like, all right, boys, let's go. We're going to go do, do our drill. Let's see where we're at. Right. And literally when we leave the trail and I go out into the meadow, I do the finger break mm-hmm. or the brake finger check. check. I got four out of six with no finger on the brake. And I'm like, well, they're not going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I already know. Like, they're not going to do it correctly because they ride with a finger off of the brake. And so, again, like, I laugh about it, but I have a heated brake lever for a reason. I ride with gauntlets for a reason, and it's to keep my middle finger warm because I ride with it literally 100% of the time. And I know you guys get sick of me talking about it, but you wouldn't get sick of me talking about it if you just did it then. Then I wouldn't have anything to talk about anymore. Okay? So, and, and it's not, so remember this also, cause we've seen this. It's not riding with the brake on. Yeah. We gotta be very careful of that. We're not keeping the brake on Excuse at me, all sir. times. Your That's snowmobile's a, on fire. Um, your, your rotor looks like a bolt. <laughs> your quick drive belt <laughs> is now molten <laughs> magma. Magma. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, so all joking aside, that's, it's, we're utilizing the brake to keep us in control and we're tapping the brake constantly, mm-hmm. right? Not riding with it Not on. Not riding we'll, it. But and we'll see that with the timing issue we talked about earlier. There's that timing of up, up, gas to get it on edge and then brake. We'll see when people are learning, they're braking and then gas Too or early. gas and brake and it's it's like choppy and, and that's what we get to smooth out and, and, and get that sequence of timing better over the course yeah. of our three days. But yeah. just remember that we're not riding with the brake on. Yep. And it's a really interesting dynamic talking about um, that timing of, and I get this question a lot of, well, when do you use the brake? And I'm <laughs> like, don't I? Well, well, actually that's a really good question, sir. <laughs> um, we, I use the brake when it feels like I'm going it's starting to get a little too fast and I am starting to rely on, go, uh, on the throttle instead of, of technique. Mm-hmm. And what, what I see when I watch and ride with you and I've, I've learned more recently even is that, you know, especially with the chaos and keeping that in that front ends light, you can utilize that brake to mm-hmm. tap it, bring it down to get back in control. Man, right. It sets see the, you just it sets that front end. Whoop, brake, whoop, brake. Yep. And it just keeps that front end set up to your point and get back on edge easy, whatever you need to do, especially as you're carving through the trees. So yep. there's many instances, instances of the brake being utilized. Okay. So going up the hill, we initiate our turn. So we counter steer, we go wrong foot forward. We blip the throttle to get on on edge. We get back on that brake just a little bit to get us back into control. And then when you hit the brake, that means, and then you're barely on edge. So you lose the front end down and you roll down the hill. <laughs> what are you looking at me for? So, so, so we got to <laughs> oh, go. it's Bubba. So we got to, so we got to <laughs> Are go. you listening, Bubba? Okay. We, listening. We got, right, okay. We got to go back down now again. Yeah. So, so what did we do Fail. this time? Well, I did the counter steer deal. I did the wrong foot forward thing. I even had my finger on the brake. But, yeah, but, sir, your shoulders, when you made your turn, because you were looking down at your bumper, your shoulders followed your eyes. And so when you made the corner, your eyes went down, and your body can only do exactly what your mind is telling it to do. So when you make that corner and your eyes are not up, your eyes are down, your shoulders are turned down, and when your shoulders are turned down, your rider weight is still over the center of the sled. Remember, the the only reason that we're going wrong foot forward and counter-steering and doing all of this junk is to get our rider weight away from the center line of the snowmobile so the sled holds itself into the hill. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense, guys? 
let the sled hold itself into the hill. You shouldn't have to hold the sled. That's the other thing. At any time, you should be able to, when you're parked on edge on that one ski, nose low, you could literally let go of the snowmobile and it will sit there on edge. What we're doing there is we're allowing the weight of the snowmobile to hold itself. We're using the weight to our advantage versus when you're barely on edge, weight on the center line of the snowmobile, shoulders pointed down, eyes pointed down. Now that weight is 100% working to your disadvantage. Okay. When the weight is working against you, that's when we lose edge, we fall down and then we got to go back down to the bottom and I'm yelling at you again mm -hmm. with a smile on my face. Of course. Right? No, no, no. Remember, you have to have your eyes up. Look at Kyle right there. Yeah, he's standing oh, shit, in front of you. I didn't even you. know Kyle was over there. Oh, yeah. We see that all the time. He's, he's 20 feet in front of you. And to your point on the uh, holding the sled on edge, like I like to call it, you find its happy place. And if you're newer, you know, it takes a bit to figure out where that is, right? And we get often are asked, well, where do I put my foot on the running board? Okay, so that that does vary quite a bit depending on snow conditions, uh, terrain, your weight. Um, sometimes this different snowmobiles are in different places, and we don't have an exact we can tell you. That's something um, <clears throat> generally, you know, as you're initiating, getting on edge, you're, you're probably a little farther forward on the sled, right? Yeah, it depending. Kind of, it kind of depends. It really depends on the slope, uh, yep. the steepness mm -hmm. of the slope. If you're on a steep slope, you'll probably want to be forward because um, if you're too far back, that front end will want to wash Kick. out. Mm -hmm. uh, and then if, uh, vice versa, on a less steep hill, if you're all the way forward, again, we talk about it, uh, we look at it like a teeter-totter, okay? If you're all the way forward, you're putting pressure on the skis, mm -hmm. okay? When you're pre putting pressure on the skis on a slope that's not very steep, it's going to want to have a tendency of having that, drop in, or that front end drop back down, mm -hmm. okay? So on a less steep slope, I am further back on the teeter-totter to unweight the front end so I can keep that front end down and more into the hill than you think. Mm. Okay. That's a good point is always be on edge more than you think. We'd rather have you against the hill, falling against the hill than continually using energy and falling down the hill. It's a lot easier to get your sled if you fall into the hill to pu to push push it back away from the hill versus to pull, it back. to pull it all the way back up and, and, and bring it back up. And why you see us using the shorter bars. Yeah. Which exactly. we've talked about a lot. Yeah. And we'll, you know, there's a lot of things that we'll be doing throughout the season to demonstrate that mm -hmm. um, and why. I think one thing that's interesting, you know, uh, I haven't even got to ride with Bubba. Bubba, this is yep. his first year here um, uh, kicking butt on our media, on the media side of things for us. But, you know, Bubba's going to get to see firsthand and experience all of this, what we do. Um, and, you know, from a learning perspective, it's going to be good for you. But just to see how all of the, how each customer, it's how they how they translate it and because what's so hard and again you know we get a lot of guys who they can go out in more open terrain and they can you know they can side hill they can powder turn and they can do all of those things and so you know they like when i tell them we're going to do this drill and i just say literally hey guys we're we're going to like ace this and then we're going to go ride and work all on all of this stuff in more technical terrain and then they you know when you put them into a situation where you have to do it correctly it's amazing what happens um, because there's so many little things that have to happen again to use less effort mm -hmm. and to be in control. 
and to be in control. And so, so that's, and that's the biggest thing is, you know, the, I'm literally asking you to do like 12 things at once, be in control, slow, shoulder square to the hill, eyes forward, finger on the brake, not too much gas. Whoa, whoa, why didn't you use more gas there? Whoa, whoa, why are you going so fast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's so circumstantial, but but just remember, okay, guys, it's, it should be easy. It should feel effortless when you're doing it correctly. If, we're, if you feel like you're using effort, we're doing something wrong, okay? And this is what I really love about the change of our program over the last few years is I literally get to do this on a day one, three, two, t- two days a week. Like mm-hmm. where all I do is I work on my technique and one of my favorite drills and this is and this is what's so awesome for you guys is you can literally do this um, at any time and you should like do you need to do it the whole day no but go take go find one of those awesome open hills and literally go up and do an S turn all the way up it mm-hmm. right and the we S practice t- that a lot the, the S turn is the humbler. It is. I'll fail on it often still, yeah. depending on the and terrain. It's, it's it's mostly the eyes. It's, you know, and, you know, I'll throw one in there. I'll stop, like, right after the corner, and someone will be too far, too tight on mm-hmm. me. And, you know, he'll... Not ready to be... Not, not ready to be on edge, edge, nose low, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it's with... Okay, and so here's what we talk about, is I think a lot of people have visions um, because of you know, all the fun content that we put out, GoPro videos and all of these things over the years of coming here to BBA and you see like, man, I cannot wait to like push it and get into into this cool terrain. And that is our goal, 100%, is to get people comfortable with being in there. But what happens is on a day one is you have to have, and this goes for everyone, that you have to have the necessary skill set to be in control on edge nose low with with at any time and in any terrain and if we can't do it in the open we're really going to struggle with it in the trees and so um i you know i think the day one is 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 humbling Mm -hmm. for a lot of people but it also it's literally what takes uh most average riders and and over the next three days, puts them into the good rider category. It does it sets this foundation? <clears throat> like we talked about it in that last podcast regarding this, these topics of being prepared. If without it, we can't get you to the progression levels we want in the, into the NAR. So here's what I want you guys to remember about getting on edge. Okay, the four main things. But remember, there's a bunch more things that go with it, as you've heard us talk about. The main things are counter steer, wrong foot forward, eyes up using the throttle to, to move the sled, not you, and being slow in control with the brake. You should be able to stop at any time, nose low, okay? Having the sled underneath you, and so that's the next topic, is understanding how and why and what I'm talking about with having the sled underneath you. And it goes back to the point that Ryan was saying of having the sled into the hill more than you think. Now, here's the, here is the common mistake I see with guys when, you know, the first couple times they get to that point where they want to stop and they keep losing edge. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, you're not like, remember into the hill more than you think. Let the sled hold itself into the hill instead of you trying to hold the sled. Okay. So they're like, okay, I'm going to do it this time they go down come up and they actually get the sled on edge and they sh- they have it laying on the hill 
but now they're nose high. Okay. And they're and he's like, look, I did it. I'm like, yes, you did. But now go take off. Well, I can't, I'm going to get stuck. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So we, we park nose low and I love this drill and I do it. I do it a lot day one and I do it a lot day two. Do you know where I'm going to go with day three? Uh, maybe day three too. I do it a lot on day three <laughs> because on day three, it's way more automatic for guys. Mm-hmm. Day three, my favorite. I mean, I just, I think of all the groups over the years where, you know, day one, it was a struggle doing any of the things that we're talking about right now. In and the day open. three, I'm in the trees. I have six dudes behind me. We're all stopped on a slope that they wouldn't have even attempted mm-hmm. on day one. And they're all parked nose low on edge looking at me like not even thinking like here's the coolest part they're not like high-fiving each other or anything they're just looking where are we going and i'm like guys do you realize what you're doing right now do you remember day one Mm -hmm. bill you hit me you ran me over poor kyle was running after a sled in the trees and we're doing and we're doing it and so like so Remember, I mean, I can literally do an entire podcast talking about how important it is to be comfortable and understanding how to let the sled do the work, how to use this this technique of being on edge, slow and control, being able to stop nose low every time, every mm-hmm. time. And so even that's why I do it on day two and day three. Okay, dude, you're on edge, right? But hey, man, I'll run over to him. They're on edge. I pull that uphill ski down like, hey, this is where you need to be because you need to have. So so this goes into into the next step. When you stop on edge, so all of these things I'm trying to teach you and tell you, right, of technique-wise of, okay, Chris is telling me I need to be on edge on one ski and and, and be able to um, to be in that position on, on an off camber. The whole reason that we're doing that is when we stop, we need to have options to go again, okay? Exactly. And so the only way to have options is to park nose low because when you park nose low, it gives you the option to go up, across, or down. When you park nose high, you're praying to God that you, <laughs> you can, can go You can go at all. Anywhere. And it's, and it's mostly you're going to end up going up. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what's entertaining when we do this drill as well is I – I go up the hill and I'm reading the terrain and I'm reading like what's above me, what's ahead of me and below me and I'll stop on edge and here comes three guys behind me and they go above me Mm -hmm. to the steeper part of the hill and like for one, this is when I get rolled on top of. For two, they're leaving themselves a terrible exit and Mm -hmm. they're parked nose high and they're it's going to fail Mm -hmm. so guys remember you want to put yourself in a position on the hill that you can because we don't want to like when you stop on edge on a hill i mean we want to go up i mean that's why we own a snowmobile if we wanted to go downhill we would own skis and or a skidoo (laughs) what insert comments here (laughs) (laughs) anyway the skidoo is even more important to keep that nose low and it's a little bit harder to do it but you can definitely you i mean you have to do it and you have to you have to initiate that 
process just a tick earlier to get the nose low. It wants to be nose high. To, yeah. And so you're having to counter steer more, tuck the sled underneath you and get the front end down. That's where I find on the skidoo. Whenever I get to hop on one, I need to be more forward on the sled. More forward to keep that down. and more at an angle with the mm-hmm. sled more into the hill than you think so you can push that front end down. Mm-hmm. It's sure. a lot like riding an R174 is what I I feel. Like when I ride a, a Polaris Axis 74, it feels the same like it kind of wants to go uphill mm-hmm. with that front end and i have to like drive it literally drive it downhill pulling it into the hill um quite a bit to to make that happen mm-hmm. so pretty easy right guys got this <laughs> you got it right and so just remember like think back think back last year and some of those those spots that um you you either lost edge or you parked nose high or or you know why like why did you get stuck and most of the time it comes back to you you either were out of control in a situation where you needed to be in control you parked nose high you were relying on speed instead of technique you weren't reading the terrain you didn't have a finger on the bread i mean all of the things right all of the mistakes but you know that's another thing that when we talk about technique is we're, we're constantly trying to perfect it. But the most important thing is when you make a mistake, we don't take our helmet off and throw it and blame it on the stick and bl- or blame it on the log or the trench or the whatever. It's, you know, it's you, our fault. It's you. You screwed up. You messed up. Okay. So analyze what you did wrong. Figure it out and don't do it again. Yeah, like, was it. your ski too high and you washed out in the trench? Well, what should you have done? You should have had your ski down in the trench, not above the trench. Like, there's so many scenarios, right? But analyze what you did wrong. Figure out what you need to do differently and don't do it again. Fix it. Fix it. Sounds so simple, right? Mm. <laughs> Easy. Okay. So that is from a technique side. That's Those how are the must-dos. That's how we get on edge. Mm-hmm. And so we just literally spent 30 minutes talking about how to get on edge. And every element beyond more of the basics it is based off of this. stems from that. You don't do this well, it's not going yep. to be a happy place for you. Yep, yep. And remember, I I said this in 19, in, in podcast 19 or 18 or 18 or 19. I talked, I talked about, you know, again, for you more advanced riders who are listening to this, like you need to be able to do it perfect in the open. Perfect. And I'm talking about like, do the S turn. I want you to do 10 S turns up a hill and not screw up. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to go down to the bottom and then now you got trenches and I want you to do Do it it again again in trenches and you it's Don't not easy. mess up, you know? And so I really, I love the, you know, our, our clients who are badass riders, you know, Dale Ray. I, another person that I think of on this particular drill is Jesse Shear. Mm-hmm. Jesse, helicopter pilot, super, like, he, he is very particular, um, like. On the skills? Uh, yeah, well, and just focused on foot placement and, like, and why and where it works. Mm-hmm. He's just that atypical type person. Yeah. And what's really cool is for like him and I 
um, he, he was, he does it very well. Um, and you know, there were still some things that we could tweak and he has taken his writing because he is just that person who will go work on it and can feel when it doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. Right. I would think like flying a helicopter, you would feel when something isn't quite right. And instead of just saying, ah, uh, it's okay. It's okay. You, you fix it. You like, yeah. you know, you can make feel those little inputs, make the adjustments. So that's a good thing. So my point is, my point of that conversation was no matter if you're an A writer, a B, C, D writer, it, this is the foundation to mm -hmm. everything else that exists with backcountry riding. It is. Okay. Um, so, you know, and then the, as you get more comfortable with that, then, then we get to, to start talking about, you know, let's talk about when to be neutral and exactly when to be wrong, to wrong foot we've, forward. We've advanced that in our program quite a bit more over the last couple of years. Yeah. It, I think what happened is oftentimes people just, because we focused on wrong foot forward so much yep. that people riding with us and, and then taking that home to learn, they would focus on being wrong foot forward only and at all times. But that doesn't have to be the case. There's many instances where it's better to be wrong, um, neutral. And you can actually carry more speed, look farther ahead, and, and be a little more successful in certain terrain, yep. certain conditions. And that's where I feel like my riding has personally advanced more because I had that in my head as well. And it's something I try to now teach with clients better. And I've seen some progression with other clients with that. Um, because being wrong foot forward in certain times can just take way too much energy and it's not needed and vice versa. Yeah, and I was going to go the other way. Yeah, right? neutral can really screw you up because you're you're not getting the sled set on edge in an easy enough manner. Yeah, right. You're fighting it. Yeah, and then and then I think that's what's that's what's so great is the more times that you put yourself in these these places where you're having to do it correctly, you figure out like my favorite thing is when we do that first drill where I'm telling you, get on, you know, get on edge, get wrong foot forward and slow and control. And, you know, we should side hill side healing is a walking pace. You should literally mm -hmm. be able to stop at any time. Slow and control nose low. Do I sound like a broken record? It's because I keep, I always have to say it. Okay. All right. So now when I have a client come up and do that and they try to do it neutral and I'm just, it's, insanely painful mm -hmm. to watch because you can't go slow in neutral, um, especially with old tracks and trenches and all True. that stuff. And so it's, you shouldn't be neutral right there. You need to be wrong foot forward. And then, and then the other way is like we have to Ryan's point, then you get in the situation where the dude should be neutral and he's hopping back and forth, going wrong foot forward, and oh my gosh, oh, what? Whoa, 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 slow. Whoa. <laughs> dude, you're you're using way, way too, too much, much effort. And so and that's another tough question to answer, right? It's is so, like, so where situational. What, what right? should I be doing right here? Correct. And so here's one of my one of my rules is like, especially when I'm on a hill, um, that I'm trying to traverse and I may have started out neutral, but I got to get wrong foot, like with tracks and trenches and old stuff in there. Mm -hmm. I got to get wrong foot forward to be able to, because if I'm neutral and I'm trying to go across that stuff, I am, I am right on that border of being on edge, right? Yeah. I'm, and I'm relying on speed right now mm -hmm. to carry it. And so I am going to get wrong foot forward. I'm going to get slower, back in, control. back in control, get that nose low when I need to so <coughs> I can have options versus the 
pin it and pray. <laughs> and we'll see, we'll see, for example, on the, at the end of the day, I'll see it often where people were just on a small hill that's just got a, a, a slight cant to it. And it's, it doesn't need to be wrong foot forward. You're using way too much energy. Just, just ride neutral, shift your body weight, eyes up, eyes up. Mm-hmm. And, and it's that body weight away from center that oftentimes on, on, just the slightest side hill. That's all you need. You don't you don't need to spend all the energy. Camera steer, get wrong foot forward. Try to get on edge, especially when you're tired. Um, well, so. the one thing we also see, and this just again, put another line underneath how to technique 101 getting on edge is we see people walking their snowmobile on edge. Okay, so what? And so I have a guy who's who's following me and I'm neutral putting across this True. nice, perfect hill. I'm mm-hmm. neutral and I'm literally looking back on edge and dude is back there running Just a marathon, running it, right? Like foot too far back on the running board and literally taking a step every foot step, 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 step. We call it walking. That's a good point. You're wa- dude, mm-hmm. you're walking the sled. And then we, then you get too far behind the sled, and then you're chasing it, and then your nose is, nose high, is high. And then he goes and stops, out of breath, park nose high. I did it. Foot too far back. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I'm like, okay, so right there, dude, you needed to get further forward. You can be wrong foot forward, but that that off foot is literally a rudder. Yeah, okay? It's, it's I, dragging. Like it a feeler, right? It's, yeah, it's dragging. And every now and then you need to place mm-hmm. a foot but it's 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 awesome when you know again day one doing drills and you do that first one across the hill and you look and it looks like <laughs> I, it like looks like sasquatch was yeah. walking next to your <laughs> side hill mark because there's a step every foot and a half mm-hmm. and i'm like dude we're not gonna make it walking our snowmobile at 11.5 no and that's my goal too is to take that because that's Often the case. And by day three, see instead of all these pogos pogoing through the snow, you see just a nice foot kind of hitting the snow every once in a while. And so <laughs> and so let's go the other way, okay? So that is going too slow, side hilling, foot a little too far back, eyes not far enough forward. The reason they're going too slow is because they're staring at the bumper. Okay, when you uh, when you get your eyes further forward, it allows you your body to figure out where it needs to be on the sled. Most of the time, you're going to be a little bit further forward, and you're just dragging that foot, and you're a little and you're more on edge than you think. Okay, so that so we have one one scenario of walking the sled, going too slow, looking eyes down. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go the other way. So the other way is dude who goes wrong foot forward and is dragging a toe, but like hauling butt. Mm -hmm. And, and when you're barely on edge, the only way to continue across the side hill is to give it more gas. Mm -hmm. And this is where I get my phone out and make the YouTube gold. (laughs) I, it just guys, speed will absolutely kill. So there is that fine balance of, and again, remember, it's letting the sled do the work, being able to stop at any time on edge, nose low. That's how you do it. Yeah. I mean, that's a great way to end it. So we literally, we're 40 minutes in, mm-hmm. and we've covered one topic on my on my piece of paper here. But but guys, I just want you to to just to just think about again is 
you know, this is a very fundamental move, and it's something that all of us have done, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of times of getting on edge and getting on edge on the flat ground or getting on edge on a hill. And what's so cool about this is you can do this with, you can do it on flat ground. Mm -hmm. You can initiate a side hill or initiate an edge on flat ground. And oftentimes we'll start teaching that way depending on the level. Yep. Andrew really likes that <clears throat> technique for uh, for people who have never really, like, so here's what most of the time, you know, Andrew's, Andrew's dead giveaway is when we set up to do that drill and the first time someone goes up to do it, you know, knee on the seat, they have the ski straight and... I mean, it's a disaster from the get-go. It's like, okay. Let's go back down. We got to go back down. We're not ready for a hill yet. We can literally do this on flat ground, right? And often do. Counter steer, wrong foot forward, give it a little blip, and walk that sled in a circle. And that's that's interesting you bring that up because it reminds me of so many sessions doing that. And what I found that was helpful for, for our clients and what you can practice is that timing. Mm-hmm. It's easier to kind of mm-hmm. practice the timing when you don't have the mental like oh crap i'm on this hill yeah consequences below me even though there may not really be but if you're on the flat takes all that away and once again the whole mental aspect comes into it when things are feeling good and you're happier it's all coming together easier and then we can progress from there well we're gonna have many podcasts uh with technique as a topic and and this one we will uh this one from a technique standpoint, is is getting on edge. Uh, we didn't really cover much more, um, so we'll we'll title that one. So it'll make it real easy for you guys to find, and um, and so it'll be really. I'd love to hear your guys's questions and comments after listening to this. So please leave those. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can leave those in the comments, uh, iTunes or Spotify. Um, what do they do there, Bubba? Um, is that an option? You can just email us. Email or yeah. go to Instagram or YouTube yeah. and leave a comment there. I it's Let us know what you're struggling with. I mean, uh, uh, you can hear us talk about this, but it's one thing to talk about it and it's another thing to do it. Um, we're going to have a ton of videos talking about that and showing this this year. Um, we've put a lot of that out that over, over the years, but we'll be a little more uh, deliberate with it for mm-hmm. this season. And uh, it'll be all up on the YouTube channel where you guys can see it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Boys, we did another one. Great session. Um, I hope that helped. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we'll, uh, and it's, uh, it's awesome. Another wide open Wednesday podcast and uh, we're going to shut down and probably go grab a mountain ops ignite and go do another yeah. one. Let's hit it. All right. Snow season's here. Time to get ready. Thanks, guys. See you.